Hey there, humanoids. This is David Shoemaker here with a very exciting announcement. Your favorite wrestling podcast feed, The Ringer Wrestling Show, is now going daily. And you can hang out with me and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays for The Masked Man Show. And you can join me, Peter Rosenberg, alongside stack guy Greg and Dip every Tuesday with Cheap Heat. And on Fridays, I'll welcome a friend or special guest from the world of wrestling. And on Wednesdays, we have a very special new show called Wednesday Worldwide that you're going to want to check out. Pay-per-view reaction, one-of-a-kind interviews, fantasy booking, talking about bagels. That's what we do here on the Ringer Wrestling Show. Follow the show now on Spotify and do us a favor. Give us five stars. And do us another favor and uh, stay mage. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on all of the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explorer page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every. NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen at the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 and up in President Select States. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like Can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a Tuesday East Coast bias. Joe House, Raheem Palmer, John G. Stremski. And House, this is where we're going to start today's show. I'm going to let you decide what's worse. Raheem, last Sunday or last week, whatever the hell it was, very confident, calling his shot, dropping the mic, flexing over the Dallas Cowboys, who have not made it to Championship Sunday since 1996. And we know how that went for the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, the list goes on and on. Or, door number two, you have a certain member of East Coast Bias who went not 0-1, not 0-2, not 0-3, but 0-4 for the divisional round. So, my esteemed colleague, who would you rather be? Raheem with his beloved team dropping a mic and getting him throwing it right back into his face or a numb skull goes 0-4. You decide. Hey, JJ, you know I love you, right? You a bum. Like, what are you doing? We got on here and told you, like, the one you should not have gotten wrong under any circumstances was the Bills and the Bengals. We got on here and made a case. It was a very sound case. It was not, it was impenetrable. I mean, dream on the Cowboys had both uh, uh, analytical foundation and the game played out in a way that the Cowboys, look, the whole thing changed when Pollard got hurt. And we can point to the self-defeating behavior 
of the Dallas Cowboys, which is part of, of, of their DNA, it seems, with McCarthy and, and, and Dak. And, you know, they did have more penalties and they did have the turnovers, but that game was a neck and neck until Pollard got hurt. And when Pollard, the, the, the problem with that Dallas San Francisco thing is like, who is equally important to the Niners? Who would you point to on the Niners? You would say is as important to the, their fortunes as Tony Pollard was to Dallas. You know who I would say house none of the skill position guys, Trent Williams. That yeah, would be the sure. name I'd give you on the sure. offensive line because Absolutely. we've seen the Niners without McCaffrey or without Debo right. or without Kittle find a way to have success because they are that loaded. Dallas does not have that sort of playmaking ability. And to your point, they miss Pollard tremendously. But Raheem, Dak Prescott, woof, bro, woof. I mean, he, the end of the first half, to throw the interception, to see San Francisco come right down the field and then get a field goal of their own, dude, it was a six-point swing in a game, maybe more. Yeah, I mean, six-point swing in a game in which we lost by seven. So that really hurt. And then when we got the turnover, we didn't score a touchdown on it in the third quarter. So, I mean, like, Dak just didn't show up and do what he needed to do. And it's just, it was very frustrating for me because, you know, we listed all the stats last week about rookie quarterbacks as a favorite in a divisional round and Brock Purdy outplayed Dak Prescott. That can't happen when you're playing, paying a quarterback $40 million a year. Yeah. And that's the problem now for the Cowboys moving forward. Dak is good enough to get you there, but is he good enough to get you to the top of the mountain? I have serious doubts about that. Now house, listen, I was dead wrong on Bill's Bengals. I apologize to Joe Burrow. I apologize to Staten Island's finest Lou Anarumo, who by the way, if he's not an NFL head coach with what he has done now the last two postseasons, something has gone horribly, horribly wrong because his defense with not the most talent, not the most pizzazz, just results, results, results. Here was my problem house. I was a slave to the number, bro. I'm not going to lie because Cincinnati, to me, should have been a three-point underdog in the game. They open at three and a half. It goes to four. It goes to five and a half. It got as high as six, for goodness sakes, house. You know me, man. When I smell something like that, I was a slave to the number. And you know what? The Bengals said it doesn't matter. Short money, whatever the hell this may be. We're going into Buffalo and kicking your ass. That game was not close, dude. No, and and really to the point with Anaromo, the only reason that he won't be a head coach is because he decides that he loves it so much going out and kicking the rest of the AFC's ass. He just stays defensive coordinator at the Bengals. It's his choice to make because the dude can call his shot for sure. But that that Bills-Bengals matchup, I mean, the, the, the thing that uh, we saw, like the Bills kept telling us, and we, we just had to listen. They kept showing us that they had these vulnerabilities, that they would make mistakes, that something wasn't right ultimately with Josh Allen. And I hope that somewhere along the way here, the news comes out that we get a real revelation about how much he was laboring, how much uh, pain he was experiencing or discomfort because he wasn't, you know, consistent. He was inconsistent, but the true uh, uh, battle of that game, it was in the trenches and the Bengals had it on both sides. They rushed Joe Mixon and, and he got everything that he wanted. They set a tone right away, and they ran the ball right down the Bills' throat. They had they dominated time of possession, and they just, they just took the game on both sides of the ball in the trenches. 
The thing that is ominous, if you're a Chiefs fan, is that it feels repeatable. It feels like that's a game plan that might work, work against the Chiefs, JJ. No doubt about it. Raheem, Cincinnati, we talked about them back in November. House, Raheem, yours truly, we all looked at them, and I am so angry, guys. Raheem, I hope you got in on this because you're a man of the futures. I feel like you're a guy that kind of sees the market very, very well. Bro, we could have gotten 20 plus to one on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl, and we didn't take it. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, when you look at the Cincinnati Bengals team, they felt like a prime regression candidate. So I actually didn't take it. And, you know, you look at some of the games in which they've lost. They lost They lost a game against Cooper Rush and that Dallas Cowboys team Early earlier this year. year. Though. See, but that's the thing, though, Raheem. They've been a different team since, like, late October. You're right. They, they did not play well early in the year. They lost to Cooper Rush. Uh, they looked... Raheem, I thought they were Super Bowl hangover written all over. To your point, that's the way I felt about the Bengals. I was like, from a future standpoint, September and October, I wasn't about it. But in November, you started to see signs after that Brown Monday night game that they're getting it, that they're figuring it out, that they're ascending. And the numbers were out there, Raheem. You still could have gotten 20 to 1 like right after Thanksgiving, dude. Easily. I mean, like, it, it, it's, it's actually fascinating because... They were huge underdogs in that game against the Buccaneers. And there was sharp money all over the Buccaneers in that game. So a lot of people didn't believe in this Bengals team. Um, you know, I saw a couple of people out there. Shout out to my guy, Well Capper. He was actually one of the first ones I actually saw to say, you know what? We got to bail out on these on these Bengals, on these Ravens futures and, and take the Bengals. Um, and. Unfortunately, I I, I kind of rolled with my my Ravens futures a little bit too long. Um, I thought Lamar Jackson would come back, and that just didn't happen. And you know, Joe Burrow has just proven that. You know, he said the other day that the window's open as long as he's there. He's he's one hundred percent correct. Well, and Dream on that point, the only team that could get in the Bengals' way is that Ravens team. And that game, we watched it. That the the Ravens have a very sound game plan for taking on that Bengals offense, and they have the personnel for it. I mean, that that game, as we watched with our own two eyes, changed at the goal line with, with the Huntley fumble and the Hubbard, you know, scoop and score. And that, that was, it was an ultra tight, I mean, we're looking at a 14-point swing in the second half of the game. That decided the game. The Ravens were everything there. And if they had won that game, I do wonder, would we have seen Lamar in that divisional championship against the Bills? Would Lamar have gone up with the Ravens to the snowy Buffalo? That's that's a that's a fascinating what if for another time. And well, they would have been going to Kansas City anyway. But oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. They would have been going to Kansas City. So they've gone to Arrowhead. Who the hell knows? That's the point, though. Right. That Baltimore team house. I'm right there with you. I look at that defense. And I give them even more respect after what I saw Buffalo do or didn't do against Burrow and Chase and Mixon and all the weapons that Cincinnati has. Um, what a performance by the Bengals. Hands down the biggest winners of the divisional round. And I think it's going to be a long winner for the folks up in Western New York. And you got to wonder with the Buffalo Bills, man, preseason favorites, three-year run. Everyone in their mother, Raheem, was picking them to win the Super Bowl. Now they're going to start to lose some guys. You got to pay Josh Allen, Hoyer, Edmonds, free agents. They built a team that, let's be real, is not built for Western New York. They built a dome team 
playing in those outdoor elements in that outdoor condition. You got to want, like, Allen's there, so you always have a window. But the idea that Buffalo is going to go into next year is like some Super Bowl favorite. Raheem, not on my watch, dude. No way. I mean, when you pay Von Miller $120 million for six years and he's 33 years old, you're really in trouble. I mean, that, you could, you saw that they had no pass rush at all. Um, so as, for as, all the talk about the Bengals' offensive line, if the other team can't rush the passer, then I mean you're in trouble. So I don't know how the Bills fix that. I mean, you look at the secondary, Tre'Davious White, he hasn't been the same guy that he was previously. So I mean, I think this team probably takes a step back. I mean, but I mean, as long as you have Josh Allen, you have Stephon Diggs, you're in the running. But I don't know if they're going to be able to really compete with the Mahomes of the world um, um, going forward. So we'll see. How's another Super Bowl favorite who bites the dust? What else is no? Never <laughs> fails, bro. Well, that, that, that's exactly right. Now, they were a victim of injuries, so I, I uh, am not going to, you know, take them to the woodshed. They, they didn't self-defeat in terms of their overarching approach to the, to the season. They had some unfortunate, especially in the secondary. And the Von Miller thing, they never really recovered from it. Um, and, you know, that, that might be an area that they focus on, that they beef up. Um, because the, the, the point that, that y'all are making here, that there's, there's Mahomes, there's Burrow, and I think it's okay to, to talk about Herbert as well. I mean, you know, at some point the Chargers oh, will get their He's a notch below, in my opinion. I, I know, I but I'm just saying, yeah, without below. a doubt. I don't disagree with that at all. I'm just saying in terms of the quarterbacks that they're going to face and their ability oh, to bring pressure. Oh, that he's going to be a factor. Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Of course. All, right now, all. though, I, it's Mahomes and Burrow. And, and oh, I'm even course. putting Allen a notch below those other two. Because you know sure. what? Those guys have won. And Burrow now, he's got, what, two? He's got a win over Mahomes. He's 3-0 against Mahomes for his career, which we'll get to in a little bit. And now he's beating. That guy is just an assassin, man. Like, oh, just he oozes confidence. I absolutely love it. Uh, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll get to the games from Saturday. If you've been watching the NFL playoffs from the sidelines, there's still time to get in the game with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers. Bet this Sunday's conference championship games with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code GAMBLERS. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. For me, it's simple. You listen to East Coast Bias, you know I'm on both dogs. It's going to be a dog day afternoon on Sunday. Niners, Bengals, shades of John Candy in Arizona. That's right. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in bonus bets, win or lose, with promo code GAMBLERS. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued. It's now withdrawable bonus bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fandle.com. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fandle.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 109 within Indiana. 1-800-522-4700. Or visit chaosgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. 
one 877 hope ny or text hope ny four six seven three six nine in New York, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I wanna wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. House, I was dumb enough to like the Giants. I got suckered in. It was the dumbest pick. You want to talk about a dumb pick? That, my friend, was the dumbest pick I made all weekend. That game was over in the first five minutes of the game. Holy smokes. So so there was reason to have some, you know, uh, uh, cautious optimism that the Giants would stay close enough for it to be competitive. And it was really in in kind of two categories. In the first category, what version of Jalen Hurts? How hurt was Hurts, right? Like we wouldn't, we we didn't really know from the week 18, you know, situation, um, what kind of shape he was going to be in. Was he going to be able, was he going to be comfortable running? Was he going to be throwing the ball the way that he needed to? Uh, and the, the other thing that, you know, made us, I, I, I think overestimate the, the giants a little bit is the quality of the game plans that we kept seeing consecutive weeks come out of that day ball. And, you know, we, we kind of, uh, gave him some wizard powers. I think I feel like we, we gave, we, we bestowed upon Brian Dayball this magical mystery tour, uh, action and kind of o- overstated the, their ability the other th- aspect of it that just didn't show up at all was the Giants defensive line. We saw the Giants putting pressure on, on some teams down the stretch um, in the combination in, with, with uh, Thibodeau and uh, uh, Lawrence, um, it, but this didn't show up in any way, shape or form. Um, and, you know, that line was light. That <laughs> was a light line against that because the, the Eagles told us again, another team that was telling us all season long who they are. Top five DVOA on both sides of the football, and they and they they they're they're complete. I think it's going to be really interesting when we get to talking about this Eagles San Francisco matchup. Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing with that matchup is that a lot of people got it, and actually it parallels this week's Kansas City Chiefs Cincinnati Bengals matchup with Mahomes' injury. I think you know a lot of people got fooled thinking that. Lane Johnson wasn't healthy. Jalen Hurts wasn't healthy. But I mean, like, like, like you said, the line was short. So I mean, the Eagles were laying seven and a half on the road to the Giants in I think their Week 14 matchup, and then for them to come back and lay seven and a half again at home, I mean, it basically said the market didn't believe those guys were healthy, and it turned out that they were healthy. So I think you have to make the same assessment this week when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. How healthy is Patrick Mahomes? Um, if he's healthy, then you know this line that we have currently, when you're looking at the Chiefs, two and a half point home underdogs. I mean, that's not a fair line. So that is crazy. The line has gone to two and a half points. Crazy. And one thing I got to say though, Raheem. Lane Johnson and that Eagle offensive line was right. Jalen Hurts said after the game, they asked him how his shoulder was. He goes, 
Honestly, I don't know. I didn't really get tested that much because I didn't get <laughs> hit in the game. See, that, uh, that's the dirty little secret with this game. Jalen Hurts, from a running standpoint, was not the bull that he was during the regular season where he's putting his shoulder down, he's putting his head down, he's trying to get those extra yards. He was very cautious. He was very ginger saying, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my five yards. I'm going to run out of bounds. I'm not going to take any necessary hits. And Raheem, who could blame him? Because I feel like you and I could have had success playing quarterback for the Eagles last Saturday with the protection the quarterback got, with the space those wide receivers got. And when you're running backs, I don't care who was in the game, if it was uh, Miles Sanders or Boston Scott or Gainwell, dude, they were getting 11, 12, 13 yards of carry, for goodness sake. So you're right on Lane Johnson. I don't know if Jalen Hurts is right because, dude, he didn't get tested in this game. Um, I mean, Raheem, he didn't get hit. When did he get hit in this game? At the end of the day, it's still an NFL um, team on the opposite end of that field. He still played an NFL game. He got through it. I mean, obviously, the 49ers are a much bigger test defensively than the Giants. But I think you kind of got to assume that, you know, at this point of the season, everybody's banged up. Everybody's hurt. He played a solid game. So I think I, I think you kind of got to roll and, and just assume that he's OK. All right. Let's get to these championship games. Uh, I'm going to go with the AFC game first, Raheem, because you kind of alluded to it with the line. House, as soon as the Buffalo-Cincinnati game ended, I was on FanDuel, and I was just refreshing. I said, what is this line going to be? What is this line going to be? I saw a bangle plus two and a half. I pounded it immediately. I said, I am on it. I am not betting against Joe Burrow again. I am not betting against the Cincinnati Bengals again. And I see two and a half. I'm like, all right, I like this number. It goes to one and a half. And I'm like, all right, I got I got the better of the market. Now, as we sit here to do East Coast bias, House, the Cincinnati Bengals are two and a half road favorites, bro. Yeah, I have to tell you, uh, I have to figure out the circumstance where we're going to be in, in each other's company. I owe Dream something magnificent in the way of, of a meal. Dream can call his shot because... He hit us on the ECB line. He hit us up on the East Coast bias line. He's like, guys, immediately drop whatever you're doing. Fire right now. You got to get this tease. San Francisco plus eight and a half. The Bengals plus seven and a half. Drop whatever you're doing. Stop your life and get moving. And thankfully, I grabbed that that the correct side of that Bengals number and also grabbed that tease. So you, you'll call your shot, Dream. You could tell me. And I look, it's a tease. So who knows what's going to happen? But at least I'm on the correct side of that Bengals number. And JJ, uh, I'm interested in, in both of y'all's take on this. It has to be apprehension around Patrick Mahomes' ankle. That's the oh, only 100%, thing. The market apprehension, 100%, right? 100% house. And I think it's a combination of two things. I think it's the Mahomes injury concern with the ankle. And I think it's the impressive nature in which Cincinnati won Sunday in Buffalo and just the way they've played Raheem the last two years in the postseason and the way they've been covering numbers left and right outside of that Baltimore wildcard game. So Raheem, I also thank you because that tease was too good for me to pass up and I too followed house and threw it in. I said, Niners, Bengals, give me both, tease them up. But you made the point a few minutes ago. You think this might be an overreaction here with this Cincinnati-Kansas City line. So the floor is yours. 
I mean, it's a very tough game at this point. There's a lot of uncertainty, but I mean, I think you mentioned it. I mean, this Bengals team, they've done a good job against the Chiefs. They've won two straight games, or actually three straight games against this Chiefs team. So they've had their numbers. So, I mean, you're going to have a lot of people betting the Bengals um, when you look at their history against this Chiefs team. And then when you look at the fact that Patrick Mahomes has a high ankle sprain, um, me personally, I I don't necessarily want to get involved and lay the two and a half here. My model actually thinks this, I mean, the, the Bengals should be favorite. But at some point, I think you kind of got to go the other way. Now, I mean, you guys have that, that Bengals 49ers teaser, but I think we're getting close to the point where you can actually tease the other side and you could jump on a, a Chiefs 49ers teaser and you can have, you know, pretty much good good money eat on um, both ways. So yeah, that's the way I would be looking there. at this point in time. I mean, if you you're telling me that I can get Patrick Mahomes through the key key numbers of three and seven, um, this is a guy who he doesn't get blown out very very often. And it, like I just don't see him getting blown out at home. So I, I would love to get the Chiefs on a teaser here. So that, that's what I would be looking at. How so you thinking about two teases now? Are you gonna throw in another one? Well I, I so in my market right now, they're still sitting at one and a half. If they get up to two and a half, I'll jump on that for sure. A hundred percent. I have no issue with it whatsoever. I mean, the, the the numbers, when you look at this matchup, they're 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 eye-opening. They, so just at like the 50,000 foot level, the Chiefs, since opening day of 2021, they're 22 and six against the whole NFL, and they're 0 and 3 against the Bengals. The Bengals just have an approach with their personnel. That makes them a, a perfect villain for the Chiefs. They are able to rush from their defensive front without blitzing. And that is crucial against Mahomes and these Chiefs. They have an extremely sound approach on offense. They want to control the ball. They try and squeeze the life out of the game. They, they've won time of possession each of the last two or three times, you know, three times they played. The, the Chiefs, because they have a combination of, of running the ball, they let the play clock run down. We watched a masterful job of that against the Bills, by the way. Um, they, they, they squeeze the life out of the game when they have the ball. They convert third down uh, on third down. Their third down conversions in the Week 13 game, they were 7 of 11 on that. They ran the ball 34 times. It's, it's just, the here's the thing. One of the least penalized teams in the NFL, the Bengals are the opposite I'm sorry to do this to dream of the Cowboys. They don't beat themselves. (laughs) They don't commit dumb penalties and they don't commit dumb turnovers. So, you know, you win those two categories, your odds are, are, are very good. And I just can't, I'm so mad that, that, that Mahomes is injured because this would be so good otherwise, but I'm just not, I can't invest in the chiefs in anything other than, Get me up, you know, uh, greater than a touchdown in a tease position. That's the only way that I would be prepared to invest in the Chiefs. Well, and I totally get that, House. And know this about this game. Jacksonville made a big mistake because they let Travis Kelsey run wild and get open and catch 15 or 16 passes. I guarantee you this. Anarumo is going to dare Mahomes, who's gimpy, to go and find somebody else. And let's not forget now, Raheem, a guy by the name of Tyree Kill is down in South Beach. He is not suiting up for the Kansas City Chiefs in this game. So I expect that Cincinnati, I'm not saying they're necessarily going to take Kelsey away altogether, 
He's not going for 15 or 16 in this game. They're going to say, all right, Juju Smith-Schuster. All right, Kadarius Toney. All right, Panchero. All right, McKinnon. Go and beat me. And I just think if we're comparing the rosters of these two teams, and I know Cincinnati's got their issues on the offensive line. I think Cincinnati's just better, dude. I think they're the better team, point blank. They got good history against Kansas City. I get Burrow in one of these championship games. I know I'm going against Mahomes, and nobody believes in a spot where he's a home underdog in the AFC title game. Raheem, I ain't picking against the Bengals, dude. I refuse to do it. I mean, I can't blame you guys. I mean, I think right now I still have so much uncertainty when it comes to just Mahomes that I don't, I don't want to make a firm decision right now on the side. Um, and then also, I, I mean, I, look, I know last week, Everybody came into that Bills game and we spoke at length about the Bengals offensive line um, and the Bills can't rush the passer. Um, I think Chiefs will have a little bit more success rushing the passer than the Bills did. So I did, there's still some things that I want to think about. But I mean, I do think that Bengals teaser um, and that Chiefs teaser, I think both of them are, are solid, but I don't have a play on the side right now at all. Well, you don't have a play on the side, Raheem. We missed the boat on the total. You want to talk about line movement with the side. The total opened. 52 and a half is the number they dropped very early. Now I'm seeing, dude, 46 and a half. A a any, any thoughts there? Um, I, I think this is a tough one, too. I mean, a lot of this depends on I mean, what we're seeing from Mahomes. Now, when I look at my model, my model does like this game to go under. But, I mean, when you're looking at two explosive offenses like what we have here, I mean, this this could be a little bit low. So um, I'm going to sit tight on this one. And I, I think when we jump back on Thursday, I'll have a definitive answer for you guys. House, you involved in the total? It's a stay away for me. Um, I could see a, a game script that produces like a 24-20 kind of outcome. And then and then the under hits. My lean would be under for sure. The thing that, that uh, and it's a great point that, that Dream just made, here, here's the way that that's the the path to the Chiefs. If you want to convince yourself that the Chiefs could do it, they established the run with Pacheco, and Pacheco ran his ass off last week. I mean, that was a very impressive performance, and they established that with him, which created for Mahomes. It was a form of protection in the second half for for poor uh, Mahomes with with his leg, right? Because the dude couldn't move. I mean, they, they he I, I don't want to. Uh, give any, any speculation that's out inappropriate, but he got a shot or something to be able to come out there and compete. I thought we were going to see Chad Henney the whole second half, but Mahomes was out there. He was under center, but they protected him with, with, you know, uh, uh, Pacheco and with very quick passes. If the chiefs are able to put pressure on, on Burrow, they're a different animal altogether in terms of their, their pass rush compared to this version of the bills. If they're able to put uh, Burrow on his backside a little bit, and they establish the run with Pacheco, then I I like uh, their, their chances a little bit more than the way I'm feeling here right now. But both of those kinds of aspects, to me, drive towards an under outcome as opposed to an over outcome. Seems like we got a united front potentially with the under, and we'll see if Raheem can get fully convinced on the Cincinnati Bengals, despite the public nature of the beak. Uh, a little bit later in the week. All right, let's step aside and get you ready for the NFC title game. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. 
But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. All right, boys. The opener on Sunday. Niners, Eagles. Hands down, two best teams in the NFC all year. I don't think there's any question about it. Um, House, this line opened at one and a half. And I am not surprised after the Eagle dominance over the Giants and the Niners struggling with the Dallas Cowboys that the money, my man, has flooded in on Jalen Hurts and Sirianni and the home team in this particular matchup. Not the least bit surprised. Not the least bit surprised. I, I'm I'm right there with you. And I still feel like it's a tiny bit of value. I can't wait to hear what Dreams model produces. I love under three for this Philadelphia team. I'm heavily invested in the Eagles already. And I'm comfortable. You know, I know that I went, we went ahead with the tees on the San Francisco side. That's just protection against the, the, the size of the investment I'm making in the Eagles. I think that this Eagles team um, on both sides of the ball, and I don't really feel like it's an overreaction. I don't think I'm a prisoner of the moment because they kicked the Giants' ass. That was orderly. That wasn't an extraordinary result. They came in and kicked their ass because that's who they are and that's what they do and that's who that offensive line is and that's who those weapons are and that's who a healthy Jalen Hurts is. So I think, you know, the, the that Dallas-Niner matchup really went according to script in the first half. Dallas's defense is ferocious. They fly around the field. It's one of the fastest defenses we've seen and it gave the Niners trouble. I mean, it was an even ball game until Pollard got hurt and Dak threw the pick and that was it. That was really the difference in the game. Uh, and, and I just think that this Eagles team is is very complete. It matches up very well with what the, the Niners want to do. Uh, and, and I think that, they're, that the Eagles' ability to control the trenches. And look, man, Purdy, it's a great story. It's been awesome. Congratulations to him. The run that he's been on. He ain't going to the Super Bowl. And that and that that's it. I mean, I, you know, he ain't going into Philly and taking the Niners to the Super Bowl. That that's just where you know that's a square uh, analysis, but that's that's the house analysis. Yeah, I'm with House on this 100%. When you look at this 49ers team, I mean, I've been saying it. I said it last week against the Cowboys. This, this 49ers team really hasn't faced anybody. I mean, they're, they're six in DVOA on offense, and they faced the 30 seconds ring schedule of opposing defenses and that Cowboys defense in that first half, they gave them all the trouble in the world. And now they're facing an Eagles defense, which is first in ESPN's pass rush win rate. So you're expecting Purdy to go on the road. And I mean, he's been pulling off a Houdini at in terms of just throwing interceptable passes and making mistakes and, and just, having it still go his way. And I just don't think that's going to happen at the link. I mean, we all know Philly. Um, he's going to be tortured by a lot of these fans. They're going to be talking reckless, talking crazy. And I just I just think the, the, the Eagles, to me, are the better team here. I think Jalen Hurts and this Eagles offense, unlike my beloved Dallas Cowboys, they're not going to go out there and beat themselves. And if they don't beat themselves... I think they should win this game. My model actually makes this game Eagles minus 3.8 or so. So if you're getting a two and a half, I think this number is short. I think that, the, I mean, the, the Cowboys and the 49ers, they kind of beat up on each other last week. That was a tough, that was a tough game. And the Eagles pretty much, I mean, they coasted last week. So I think the Eagles have the advantage. They have the one day rest advantage as well. Give me the Eagles here. I, I love them. I think the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. Well, boys, 
This is where I got to be a turncoat. This is where I got to go heads up with everybody. It's me against the world here. I love San Francisco in this game. I love the idea that I get San Francisco back in the NFC title game after they were there a year ago. I think they are the more experienced unit without a doubt. And I understand Brock Purdy was not very good against your Cowboys, Raheem. And I know he has not played a great schedule, but the talent on that team, to me, is better than what Philadelphia has. The weapons they have on offense, the offensive line they bring to the table, and the success the Eagles had running the football, I'm telling you right now, they are not doing that against San Francisco. If you think they're running for 9 and 10 yards a carry, you're certifiably insane. This has to be a game the way to beat the Niners is very simple. You saw it with Dallas. You saw it with Miami. You've got to stretch the field. That means Devontae Smith. That means A.J. Brown. And that means Jalen Hurts, who, yes, basically did not get hit against the New York Giants, is going to have to stand in there, is going to have to make some throws, and is going to have to stretch that defense. I, I, I think San Francisco is winning the game. Now, again, I might be on an island by myself. I know I'm putting my money on Brock Purdy. On the road in a hostile environment in Philly. That's true. But let's remember, guys, Philly's lost plenty of title games over the years at home. Now, again, the Andy Reid team, the Doug Peterson team, there is there is zero direct correlation between this team and any of those teams. This, to me, is about the Niners and the Eagles. I think this is hard hitting. I actually think there are going to be points in this game. So when we get to the total, I actually think there might be a little bit of value in going with the over because the total has gotten so low. And I think you're going to have some big plays here. But I just think the Niners are a more complete roster. I do. Raheem, House, I love you both. But I'm going to be on an island by myself. I'm on Niners. And I don't need the two and a half points. They went in the game outright. Niners Ooh. going to Philadelphia. And Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy and the improbable Niners story continues. Two weeks from now in Arizona. Dream, I'm going to give you the floor. I have some reactions to what JJ outlined, and I actually think he made some sound points, but let me let you have the floor first. I'm sorry. If Brock Purdy can go into the link and, and beat this Eagles defense, then I'll give you all the props in the world. Get but the I, Hallmark I just... movie ready, baby. Get it ready. That's what I say, Raheem. I, we need the podfather to fund it. You can be the director. I can be the producer. House, you could star in the film for all I care. How about that? Let's get the movie going. With JJ, that's the whole point. It's Hallmark Purdy. And that ain't happening. You just went through sort of a unit-by-unit unit analysis, and, and your perspective is that the the Niners have uh, superior personnel. You know where they don't have superior personnel? Quarterback. Quarterback, buddy. The number one quarterback in the league. At this juncture, at the NFC, I mean, you know, I'm, I, it's Jalen Hurts is the better quarterback. Let me just well, put I, it I out. I don't disagree. With, listen, I don't disagree and, with that. And but game this plan is not, wise, But hold on, no house. This is not Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes on the other sideline now. I'm not going nuts that Jalen Hurts torched that crap giant team. You know what I mean, bro? They, they torched everybody all season long. They only lost uh, one game when he was the quarterback. Fair. And that was to the C-words because, you know, rep, rep DC. But look. Here's the thing, and this is the game script. You just walked right, us right into it. They will go vertical with those uh, uh, threats on the outside, and guess what's going to be open in the middle of the field for Jalen Hurts' legs? That's a quarterback that, that's in a running back's body. He wants to run. He didn't have to run last week. He, he, he just you know, did a little ballet tiptoe off to the sidelines. We just recognized it. He, he barely broke a sweat. If they need seven yards 
and and they they spread this out, and Dallas, Dallas Goddard is coming up and cross in the middle, and the middle gets cleared out. I think that Jalen Hurts is going to walk right up the middle of that football field and get the seven yards that they need. I like the Eagles. I wish I could bet on third down conversions. I like the Eagles above 50% third down conversions. Let's get FanDuel to write me a prop. FanDuel, third down conversions. Let's hook up. Give me a third down conversions prop. I really, so I I understand your your perspective. And and look, I mean, you know, don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. Uh, your your idea about you know the personnel that the, the Niners possess is is sound, but at the most important position, you're dead wrong. And this is going to be Purdy turnover time. So you think Paul the difference is hurts over Purdy, and that's why yeah. you like the Eagles in the yes. game? Okay, yes. Listen, yes. that's fine, Raheem. If I'm the Niners, you can run it on this Eagle team. The Commanders, the Commanders showed us you can run it on this Eagle team. Now, I don't know that McCaffrey got binged, dinged up and beat up calf, in that Cowboy calf, game. Calf issue. But guess what? They got Mitchell, too. Niners are going to be able to run it on Philadelphia, in my opinion. And they have to. That's the only thing that brings me pause. The Eagles were 21st in rushing DVOA, and they gave up 4.6 yards per carry, um, which was ninth worse in the NFL. I mean, you mentioned that Commanders game. I think the Commanders had 49 attempts for 152 yards. If you look at the other two losses, the losses against the Cowboys, 31 attempts, 115 yards. New Orleans, 35 attempts, 129 yards. So that's the blueprint for this game. And I think that kind of sets the precedent for what you see in with this total. Um, I mean, this total opened up at 46 and a half. It's down to 45 and a half. I think we could see a lower scoring game. And honestly, I kind of like a first half under. I mean, I think we're sitting at... First you know, half of what, Raheem? Why a first half under out of curiosity as opposed to a game under? Um, I'm I'm typically big on the first half unders just because you tend to see when one team is chasing in the second half, you see you see these NFL games take a life of their own. Uh, and you you see you see a team chasing, they're throwing all the time. And you know, if you look early on, Kyle Shanahan tends to be a little bit conservative. So I mean. No one wants to throw a, a, a game away with a rookie quarterback, especially a seventh-round rookie quarterback. So um, I can see the, the 49ers coming out with a, a heavy run game plan early. So if you could tell me if I can get, you know, first half under and you're looking at, you know, look a, a 10-10 game or a 10-7 game at half or even a 14-7 game at half, you're under here. So um, I'll be looking at first half under. I mean, this total's been bet down already. So that's kind of the direction I'm looking just because, I, I mean, like you said, if the 49ers can run the ball, um, that's what they're going to be looking to do. But I still think this defense is, I mean, from the Eagles, is, is good enough to, you know, cause Purdy some problems. They have 70 sacks this season. So um, I think the next closest was the Kansas City Chiefs with 55. So I think Reddick, Hargrove, Sweat, Graham, they're, they're all going to, I mean, they're going to cause some problems for this 49ers offense. Yeah, JJ, the other aspect of your game script that that makes sense and why the Niners are, are, are as live as can be is that to Jonathan Gannon defense gives up the middle of the field. He try, you know, he 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 concedes that seven to eleven yard zone. Where have Purdy and George Kittle been living? They've been living in the middle seven of the eleven football. yards. Bingo. Exactly right. That's it. So if they if they ball control through a combination of Russian Mitchell, if if McCaffrey's not that dinged. You know, Debo will get his, and they they try and you know uh, go right into that soft middle of the field. Then then that's certainly a, a a recipe for success potentially for San Francisco. So it seems like I'm on an island by myself. Raheem, you're on the Eagles. 
House, I know you have your cheese, but you're also on the Eagles. What right now? What do you do? You guys have anything locked in yet for Championship Sunday? I mean, obviously we do have the teaser locked in, but I think I'm I, I think I'm going to lock in in that first half under. I, I like I, I think I'm I think this is going to be a lower scoring game than people realize. I just think you have two solid defenses. I don't see Shanahan really throwing this game away in the first half, so I think I'm going to lock in that first half under 23. But I, I mean, I'm leaning towards the Eagles right now. I just think the it, it's their time. I mean, they've had a dream season. If, if Purdy beats me, then it would pretty it would shock me, I'm gonna be honest with you. Yeah, and JJ, I have small action on the Bengals money line and bigger action on the Eagles money line. And the way that I'm protecting that Eagles money line is with the tees that we locked in uh Sunday night overnight. All right. Well, the boys will have plenty more on championship Sunday because Raheem and I are back. We'll officially lock in picks Thursday. You listen to East Coast Bias, you think you probably have a sense of where I'm going with the two games. Raheem, he will be in the lab the next two days. House, you and Sharp on Friday, correct? Yes, sir. You got it. So House and Sharp for Championship Sunday. And then, guys, because my divisional round went so poorly, I hit on two college basketball games last night. Big Monday, (laughs) Virginia Tech took care of Duke, sweated it out. Baylor took care of Kansas, sweated it out. I'm in the lab already getting ready for the NCAA tournament. I got two more for you. I got two more for you. Both in the ACC house. You're going to like this. I'm going contrarian on both of these games. Florida State grabbing three and a half against Miami. Miami's ranked. Florida State stinks. The line's way too low. And then the other one I like tonight is Notre Dame. I'm not going with Syracuse. I'm not giving you my homer nonsense because you guys don't need that against Carolina. NC State against Notre Dame. Mike Bray's swan song. Give me the Irish plus seven and a half. So Irish plus seven and a half. Florida State plus three and a half. You guys can grade those out for what it's worth. Dream, you have anything in the NBA tonight? That's so. How about the Celtics? How about the Celtics losing outright to the Magic last night? Woof. Believe it or not, I actually gave that one out. Um, I put that in the action app yesterday. When you look at what the, I mean, the Celtics, for whatever reason, during the Tatum and Brown era, um, and I know Popfather knows this, but the Magic have given them all the trouble. Hard time, in the world. I know. Yeah, I mean, the Magic actually beat them three times this year. So um, I, I took the Magic plus eight. I, I think I gave that out in the action app. Um, I had three NBA games that I really loved tonight. Um, all of them have moved. Um, I gave out the Clippers minus four. That's up to five. I mean, we all know the, the Clippers have kind of dominated this Lakers team. That was kind of like a numbers grab. Um, this Clippers team can't really be trusted. But, I mean, I think everybody's going to play tonight. I also gave out the Chicago Bulls. Indiana Pacers under 237. That's 234 now. I think my model makes that around like 235 or so. So that's kind of out. There was another one. I gave out the Cleveland Cavaliers minus two and a half. That's up to three and a half. Um, I think out of the available numbers right now, I think I'd be looking towards the Washington Wizards plus seven and a half. Um, A lot of people are going to be like all over the Dallas Mavericks because of you know, KP, but they're not a team that's like built to really be covering big numbers at this point in time. And then um, I think you want to look at that that injury report in that Celtics game. I think the Celtics can kind of bounce back here. I don't really trust this Heat team. And the Celtics have really performed well as an underdog. I think, you know, as an underdog, I think they're 7-0. They're 7-0 on the second night of a back-to-back this season. And they're 2-0 as an underdog this year. So you just... 
it's not a, s- a scenario you've seen very often. So I think I'm going to jump on the Celtics if everybody plays. Any worry about the second night of the back-to-back or no because of those numbers, Raheem? Those numbers point you in the direction of uh, Boston. I think the only worry is if guys don't play. I think if guys play, um, if you know, if, if Smart plays, if Tatum plays, Brown plays, Horford, um, I think you're in a good position. Um, you know, Robert Williams actually didn't play yesterday because of um, injury management. So I think you're, you're kind of in a good spot if you, you have everybody play. So I love that Cleveland play. The Nick defense without Mitchell Robinson has been an absolute disgrace. I love it. I love it. You said that. I'm not going to bet it, House, but I'm going to tell you to bet it. Cleveland lane three and a half with Mitchell <laughs> at the Garden. Mitchell's going to go for 50 tonight. Mark my words. He's going to torch him. I wish I got it at two and a half when, when, when Dream gave it out. Uh, I do have a small money line parlay in the NBA tonight. You can combine Dallas. All I got to do is win at home against this depleted Washington team and Phoenix at home against Charlotte. Charlotte is in full Wemby mode. They have, you know, they turned the corner. They're ready to go for Wembyana. And and every game now, every single Phoenix Suns game is crucially important. They 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 are they got to climb back up. You can combine those two on FanDuel right now, and and that's a minus one sixteen money line parlay. That's Dallas and Phoenix together. A little you know just just to have a little taste on a Tuesday night. We got TNT a lot of action Tuesday, for right? Tuesday night. I mean, let me tell you, between your parlay, Raheem's got NBA plays like crazy. I got the college plays. I'm in it. Guys, I think we're ready for hoop season now because I Let's feel like go. the three of Let's us go. are just throwing and firing darts. Let's go. On that note, keep firing those darts. We'll be back later in the week for the championship Sunday picks. Dream and I on Thursday, House and Sharp on Friday. Good job by the Wargon Warrior. Boys, enjoy your Tuesday. East Coast Bias Boys out. Be good, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>